Hello, this is Lauren Eastwood, and today I will be making my selection for the new ruler of hell. Um, I would choose Calpon, if that's how you pronounce it, as the new ruler of hell, because unlike other candidates, um, he expressed a certain craving and desire for murder and committing evil, which I think is, one, the most basic qualification for the job. Um, to be a ruler of all that is evil, you in, you imply that you possess the attributes of evil. But I also think that you have to gain a certain pleasure out of this evil as well. And at the same time, you should be seeking out opportunities for evil if, again, you are to rule over all things evil. This should be something that is the basis of your being, your core, if you will. Um, and unlike Basil, Adama, and Gaprov, Kalpon, in my opinion, and from what I read, chose evil and murder as a sport or hobby where he intentionally disobeyed the law, the oath of his career, and took out his twisted, wicked fantasies, if you will, out on the people that he was originally hired and sworn in to protect. Originally, of course, they wanted to choose Adama, the feminist in me, um, because to be quite frank, I think it would be pretty badass for a woman to rule over hell. Um, but regardless of her negligence or lack of decency um, in spreading the plague, you cannot compare unintentional deaths with someone who hunts people and kills them in a frenzy. Um, I know that also that Basil was an executioner but as Calpon actually argued I see that as it was his job um, and career yeah, there almost came again an obligation of sorts with that whereas Calpon again himself was doing this in not a job sort of form but with another group of twisted people in which they took not necessarily even the law, they took their opinions into a physical violent force. Um, Calpon himself says how he did not kill these people in a sense of justice or in the name of the law, but in a sense of entertainment for himself. He similarly noted how he took no money for his quote-unquote work with the death squad as he took this time from his everyday life and made his murders something he did, as he graciously put it, on his own time, thus prioritizing this evil over other activities and any other activity or a way to pass time, which again highlights one's core evil if you are intentionally committing murders um, in your own free time as fun. Again, this only exemplifies his evil nature from within, as he was not prompted by any monetary validation or validation, validation from others. Um, as the committee was looking for, this demonstrates pure moral evil without any inkling that he would show mercy or demonstrate good behaviors, as there seems to be no sense um, of moral goodness within him. Um, in my eyes, any murderer lacks that quality as taking a life has to be one of the worst things I myself could imagine a human being committing next to mass murder 
which is arguably what Calpon intended on committing in order to, quote unquote, cleanse his community, um, which as a mass murderer might use as reasoning as well. Um, quite notably, it is often a sense of um, cleansing or the sense of within where this is something you must take into your own hands, which is again, like Halpon is demonstrating, but again, not in the sense of the law or in the sense of moral rightness, but in the sense of this is what he wanted to do. Um, all in all, what I've gathered from our various topics and lectures on evil um, in my, what I've gathered is that evil is not something you can fake or even conjure up in your wildest dreams of thoughts or nightmares, I should say, because evil is a very real thing. Um, it is present um, not only possibly, not only in a possible hell, but it plagues our reality, our world every day, every second of the day, and has for as long as time has persisted. persisted. Whether that evil is murder or genocide, poverty, illness, slavery, as we have seen, it is here, it has been here, and it is very much real. Um, it has happened, but what these evils all have in common is that they root in our own intentions. Um, Hitler intended to commit genocide against the Jews. Early Americans intended to force African Americans into slavery. Every day, we intentionally waste food. We don't vote or support issues like health care or equal pay or increasing minimum wage or even food stamps because if we don't use them, we seem to forget that other people worldwide die every day for these sort of things. Um, every day, these things are not only just happening around the world, but they are affecting and killing millions and millions of people. Um, I, thus we intend to let others starve and go into poverty and obtain illnesses regardless of because all in the name of this does not affect me therefore I do not care um, and Calpon intended to freely murder others rather than send them to a judge and jury like the law he was hired to enforce required him to and what I'm getting at is that evil comes from our intentions it, unfortunately, as we might like to think or blame, it doesn't magically just appear. We, in one form or another, have to permit its existence. And those who seek it out themselves, in my opinion, are inherently evil. And with that, I can with full confidence choose Calpon to be the next head of hell, as I'm sure from his description and actions, he would do a great job. Um, but I really, now that I me talking about it. Um, I'm very fascinated by this idea of evil being rooted in intentions. And if you don't mind, I might just ramble on about it for a second, just because I don't necessarily want these thoughts to have no purpose. Um, what I was saying about how evil is a very much intentional thing, I think that it's also something that can be prevented in a lot of ways. And that, that's a thing that a lot of people forget, especially in our everyday lives. We are so programmed to be consumed with our own thoughts and our own problems and our own lives that we forget that we're one of billions. And in a grand scheme of things, it's arguable that our existence is merely just that existence. It doesn't really have purpose. It doesn't really have, of course, life is what you make of it. But to someone across the world from me, 
they don't know that I'm here. They don't care that I'm here. It doesn't affect their everyday life. I can be doing just fine here in California while in Africa, they're in civil war and mass starvation and poverty and females and males and children and everyone is suffering. And of course, here I am sitting here recording this on my MacBook Air and my comfy engineering and interdisciplinary science lounge plaza on my college campus for my education that I pay thousands of dollars for. (laughs) Not to get cynical and pessimistic and all those fun words, but I think a lot of what this class has taught me, not only about what evil is and how it has existed and how it has caused so many to suffer, but I think it really also has just broadened my perspective in that evil, although something so tragic and traumatic and painful and at times unintentionally just awful, it's something we can change. And especially at this age and at this point of our lives, it's something that we can have more control over if we allow ourselves to. If we as a community, as a generation, as a planet can come together and start to see how we contribute to evils in our everyday lives and in the other everyday lives of others, if we could just be more mindful of each other, I think we really could limit evils in our everyday society. But for now, I'm going to, I guess, just spread that kind of thought until I can think of something bigger and something better. Um, So thank you um, for the class and for the incredible lecturers and all of the information and perspective that you brought within this class. I wasn't really sure what to expect, but I'm graciously appreciative that I took this class and will be recommending it to others as well because everyone could use a little perspective in today's society. Have a great summer and thank you for listening.